my friends to the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal, and we put them in one of three categories, the lost, the forgotten, or the should-have-beens. My name is Kevin Williams, and he has returned this week. It is Mr. Robert Harrison. Yes, I decided to come back. I was boycotting everything for- Boycotted us for a whole week. Five days. Yeah, mm-hmm. six days. <laughs> Yep. I was under the weather. I'm sorry to hear that. Did did the house smell good when you walked in? Did you notice? I didn't notice. I can't smell or taste anything. Is that bad? That's COVID. Oh. Son of a bitch. You're sitting right there. (laughs) I'm joking. Now you tell me? Okay. I'm joking. Yeah, you're getting one of those anal swabs on the way out. (laughs) Um, I don't think that's the way they do it. Oh, they don't do it anymore? No, I don't think they do it that way. Oh, okay. This is my nurse. She was like, oh, no, this is how we do it. Seriously, don't bend over. Cough. No, I uh, I made, you know, you often not make fun, but poke fun at what I'm having for dinner. And rightfully so. It's usually sloppy joes or nachos or something like that. Man food. Man food. And A I, man-witch. I made homemade chicken soup from Ooh. scratch. Like Whoa. made the chicken stock. Every, it's so damn good. Did you get the feathers off? Yeah. Just plucked them right there in the kitchen, threw nice. them in the sink. Nice. It's amazing because I've got like 20 friends that are sick right now. Like everybody is sick. So trying to make some to the special potion, you know, this stuff's the gallo Cayenne clears the sinuses out. Nice. A little kick to it. Huh? Yeah, it's got a little kick to it. So I'm looking forward to dropping some of that off tomorrow at some friends' houses that are a little under the weather. So I'm the, I think the only one that's not sick right now. So you got the funk, but you didn't get the COVID funk. No, it was just a, like a the, the tiniest funk you could possibly get and say you had some funk. Like just okay. a little bit of sinus stuff and you know, didn't bother me or anybody else. That was it. But basically, let's see, my, my family and then some friends, at least 40% of the people either have a cold, flu, or my, the mild COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's just that time of the year right now. I think we got another couple of weeks of the stupidity. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, so you're, it's, a, it's another year. It's, yeah. Well, here we go. But, you know, if they keep getting milder and milder, all these new strains, they're not getting worse and worse. That's okay. Then we'll get it figured out. But if you know, people start showing up with blood coming out of their eyes and stuff like that, we got Dawn of the Dead, all that kind of stuff going on in these malls. So yeah, stay away from the shopping malls if people start, you know, dropping like flies. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> So both of our voices, I can hear a little bit of little something going on. Yeah, I get that. I'm on the tail end of it. You're right in the middle of it. So between the two of us, we you know we keep making out after the shows, and so whatever you have, I have, and vice versa. Oh, did you happen to notice what I was wearing? You know, I can barely see it because it's dark in here, but it looks like it says "kiss." That's right. Today's kiss connection. I didn't think you had one, so I figured. Oh, oh, oh. all right. That's Dio, not kiss. your Dio, you're not Kiss. Oh, you want us, us to say to, Dio. Yeah, okay. I'll wear my Dio shirt, which I don't have. <laughs> we'll have to Why do I not one. have a Dio shirt? You should have a Dio shirt. I just realized that. I've got Kiss shirts. I've got an Obscurio shirts. I've got Big Jack. You need a Ronnie James D.O.G. shirt. And I need a new Big Jack shirt because I think I ruined the other one working in the shop. So if you come across a Dio, Ronnie James Dio, or a Big Jack pneumatic shirt in the, like at a garage sale. Uh, sure. Yeah. That, that's where I always find them. Yeah, exactly. The best deals out there. Right. So yeah. Well, thank you for wearing that shirt so we could have just for you man connection with a k thank you very much well man i was ringing in the new year without you last week so anything to update us on you took the holidays off had got sick and it sounds like everybody else was sick anything else you know i'm looking forward to next year's christmas special just to hear red water again i know that was a big hit (laughs) with our fans it was a big hit yeah (laughs) we had several comments about that i I may not wait a whole year to listen to it again i don't know maybe something this summer i'll get in the christmas spirit and listen to that again but no no big no big new year's parties just small small dinner gathering type thing. Like I said, everybody's sick, so we decided not to go for the big blowout. We'll do that next year. And we'll probably have New Year's in probably August, just to make sure. Sounds about <laughs> That's right. That's usually in the middle of the lull between the summer wave
wave and the winter wave. Like sometime in August or September when everything's chill, we'll have a big blowout party. Yeah, right after the rock and pod. Yeah, exactly. Sounds we'll, good. We'll go to the rock and pod, get fumigated after that from all the funk there, and yeah. then come back and have a big party here. Sounds good. Yeah, so I did a solo episode last week. Our New Year episode. Mm-hmm. The end of the year uh, <clears throat> yeah. recap. You, you listened to it, right? It was oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Front to back. Brilliant. Back, back I, to front. I thought so. I thought so. Don't ask questions. No. Yeah, I played 10 <laughs> songs that were really good. And I think we had two downloads. So Wait, that's it, pretty what, amazing. Is it, is it dropped? Yeah. Okay. Well, you got you to gotta publicize these things. You got to like call me. You know, mm, send me a text. Mm, right. I don't always see the social media stuff. Okay. We'll do. We'll do. Well, moving on. All right. After you skip our podcast, go listen to Pot of Thunder, Cobras and Fire, Growing Up Rock, Slamfest Podcast, Decibel Geek, A to Z Radio, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Hustle, Disciples of the Watch, Podcast Rock City, State of America, Rock Strikes 10, Potter Than Hell, Podkiss, The Kiss Room, Ages of Rock, Retro Zest Podcast, The Synaptic Empire, and Monty's Rockcast. Come visit us at inobscuria.com. Like us, share us, recommend us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the business. Mm, Taken care of. Done. Done. All right, so we are in a new year. I needed to know what were we going to talk about. So I just happened to look up. I Googled, what is 2022 the year of? Oh. It is the... Squirrel. It's not, not the year of the squirrel. No. It is the year of the tiger. Oh, okay. Mm. So the year of the tiger... Kind of like those, Dio. has got the tiger stripes. So yeah, it's exactly. kind of his year. People that are born in the year of the tiger are thought to be competitive, self-confident, and brave. Uh-huh. They as, have, a, they as have a as a spirit animal, basically they have the what the eye, eye of the of tiger. tiger. Oh, That's where, where it comes there. from. Yeah. Yes, this is our survivor episode. <laughs> no, no. As a spirit animal, the meaning for the tiger is said to be willpower, courage, and personal strength. So I took that to mean this. I'm a dad of two girls. That so takes a lot of personal strength. It takes a lot of strength and willpower and <laughs> to courage. To strangle them. In honor of the year of the tiger, we're going to focus on the tigress. Ooh, yes. So I, we've talked about this before, and this is a second part. So hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Mm-hmm. Definitely tigers and tigresses when it comes to the gender with the most attitude and pure ferocity, the female. You piss us off, we'll fight about it, we'll hug it out. You yeah. piss a woman off. Ten minutes later, I'm buying your beer. Yeah, not the same thing. Mm-mm. So we've done this before. Mm-mm. We're going to do it again. We're going to focus on women that truly rock. Ladies that play loud, that play heavy with attitude and grit and rasp. And we covered this again back in episode 81. So today we are going to do another woman scorned episode 108. Can you believe it? 108. 108. Man, we matched my IQ. (laughs) Yeah. So we talked about in 81 for a woman to break through in rock music, especially heavy, what we cover rock, Mm. punk, metal. It's tough. It's, it's hard for them even today, even though there are a lot more girl groups now than there used to be, but it's still hard to break through. It's sort of a a man's game, a boy's game, Mm -hmm. this music that we listen to. It's getting better, but most of these women have metaphorically big balls. And we're going to talk about some of these women and some of these groups of women that are doing this today. Some that have done it in the past. And we're just going to pay tribute to the tigresses because it's the year of the tiger. Let's just get into 
maybe who we've covered on this podcast already. Women, artists, or girl groups that we've covered. Our episode number two, all the way back to number two, we talked about the Japanese metal maidens. Mm-hmm. We talked about all of those great girl groups from Japan that are playing this amazing metal, like old school, traditional style metal. And I featured on last week's episode, Mary's Blood, one of those groups that we had talked about. Yeah, technically off the charts as far as skills go. I mean, yep. musically and melodically, it sounds great, but what they can do is... Just really amazing. I mean, well, and they they totally play up the the girl shtick image yeah. where they'll have you looking at them, thinking that they're some petite, pretty little pop group, and then they come out and just slay you with yeah. this. Heavy like, they, metal. like they, some producer just you know found these women somewhere and slapped them together and put them into a group like boy groups, basically exactly. the boy bands, I should say. Yeah. But no, they've got something to back it up. Uh, some other female artists that we've covered, some women, uh, Susie Quattro we covered, mm-hmm. Girl School. We just played them on our Christmas episode. Girl School was a Nawabam band. They're actually still around, although I believe different members these days. We played the Donnas on one episode. We played L7 on one of our grunge episodes. We sort of played Hellstorm. We talked about Hellstorm. We didn't actually play Hellstorm on that episode, but we talked about them. They were mentioned. Yeah, they were mentioned. And then in 82, we played Wendy o. Williams. We played a, a group called Brunhilda, Pamela Moore, who was the singer in Queensryche, kind of the female voice behind Operation Mindcrime. We played the Distillers, a Mexican band called The Warning, Royal Thunder from here in Atlanta, and The Pretty Reckless. And then we ended it with my own group, The Swear. So I have some personal connection to this whole woman scorned, uh, you know, females trying to make it in these genres that we listen to. You see firsthand band. how they're treated in the industry. I oh, mean, I, you, I you rem- watched it. From I remember road. when I first joined the band that we always got stuck with the other girl groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, oh, it's a theme night. It, it used to just piss Elizabeth off. She's like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's fine. But at the same time, like, you don't need to stick me on the girl stage. Yeah, you know, a couple of times a year. I'm a girl. That's Okay. But Bill it yeah. is that and, yeah. and let them, you know, do some of the uh, billing decisions like who she wants to play with and things like that. Yeah, sorry. I'm hitting things over here. Whacking that with your coffee. <laughs> so that being said, let's jump into some of this great music from some of these female artists. And the first one we're going to play, we actually just played in episode 100, our centennial episode. And we played a Juice Newton cover by this band. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> yes. So our friend Steve Coldwell, he told us about this fantastic all-female punk band from the Boston area who were around for a number of years and then they parted ways and they were going to get back together in 2022. So that's why we are talking about them today. They recorded two albums under their original name, Vagient, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they had to rebrand their name because you what? Know, it's a common name, Vagient. So they became Tijuana Sweetheart. And Tijuana Sweetheart, they rebranded their first two albums to be Tijuana Sweetheart, and then they put out another album, and yeah, and then they called it a day, and they are getting back together. Interestingly enough, Helen, who is the singer in the group, uh, guitarist, she reached out to me, and she actually invited both of us to their reunion show, which is taking place this month in January in Boston. Ooh, I told her, well... Ooh, burr. Yeah. Um, well, who yeah. knows right now? I don't... Well, yeah, no, I can guarantee I in Boston it's cold. I don't even think you could get there. No, but, I don't uh, think you could go. You'd have to get all kinds of poked and prodded to get on a plane these days. Yeah, so I wanted to feature them. I wanted to make sure that this episode came out before the show. So if you're in the Boston area on Saturday, January 22nd of 2022 at Sonia, which is part of the Middle East, if you're aware of a bar called the Middle East in Boston. Oh, okay. You had to be more specific. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a famous famous club. You went across the pond there. No, no. It's a famous club called the Middle East, but uh, Sonia is like a new room or something in it. Anyway, they're playing Sonia. It's in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. $15 for four bands. They reunited. Oh, that's a bargain. It's like a they bargain. say up there. Yeah. <laughs> Worst Boston accent That ever. was bad. Horrible. Steve, go ahead and give it to us, man. Horrible. Yeah. 
So Tijuana Sweetheart. Yeah, in the back of the... (laughs) (laughs) They're a kick-ass band, and I'm going to play something off of their last album. I think they're recording some new stuff, so maybe we'll get some new stuff. But this is off of their album that came out in 2012 called Under the Gun. This is a song called Fallout that kicks off the album. Here's Tijuana Sweetheart. Most of the time, Prague and punk are on completely opposite ends of the musical spectrum, but they were able to bring those two poles basically closer together. Not completely as a Prague punk song, but I like that they had a little bit of change up in there, kept it in a string. I know a lot of punk songs are only two minutes long, so you don't have time to lose interest. But if you're going to drag a punk rock song out, sometimes they can just get a little monotonous with a really fast beat to it. Right. So they were able to break that up a little bit. Definitely yeah, kept me interested. I don't know if I would go prog, but well, it's, it's definitely a, a... It's some elements of that. In the sense, it changed up the tempo a little yeah, bit, yeah. changed up the rhythm, and it went back to the original rhythm. I think they had three tempo changes. Yeah, that's what I was song, thinking about. Which is like cool. said, just brought them closer together. They didn't bring them together in the same song, but yeah. they weren't quite as opposing in that song. Cool arrangement, for sure. And talk about that grit, that just attitude mm. of just a kick-ass 
girl group, they got it. And they're just, they sound kick-ass. That'd be a good show. I wish, I wish we could make it. Sorry, we can't. I'm not allowed to go where it's five degrees. <laughs> I have a note from my doctor. Now, we are experiencing extreme heat here for us. I mean, it's in the 70s. It's going to be 70 up until two days from now and then snow flurries the next day. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know about that. And then in between those two, when it changes from summertime back to wintertime, guess what we get? Tornadoes. Woo-hoo. So yeah, in the middle of the night, as always, I, the firehouse is right next to train tracks. So we get the fun game of, hey, is that a tornado or is that a train? Because I've heard they sound the same. So You don't know. A train comes by and the siren, the tornado sirens are going off. I have to go outside so I can see what it is. So they do sound exactly the same as well as a hurricane. Hurricane sounds the same. Well, now, been, you've been through hurricanes. I've been through a hurricane. That, that gets a little little weird after a while because it's not just the rumble it's kind of the howl that will drive people batshit crazy after about five or six hours of that it does and the low pressure at the same time so yeah i don't think i want to go through either one i'm done that's why i live in atlanta (laughs) i don't feel like going through any more hurricanes but we get tornadoes here so yay awesome yeah come over we got we got the basement we'll go hang out downstairs sure why not all right moving on we are gonna focus our attention on karen lynn greening from bellevue ontario Oh, Bellevue, yeah. We got lots of friends up there. Your favorite artist, right? Oh, love her. Love her. Yeah. Great, great, great. So she joined a band in the early 80s, originally as the saxophone and keyboard player, and then she became the lead singer. And eventually, she took the name of the band as her own, and hence- Alice Cooper. Has been known as, (laughs) it's the same story, hence has been known as Lee Aaron. Familiar with Lee Aaron? No. Okay. All right. So her first album came out in 1982. So she's Canadian, right? And we Mm -hmm. talked about how in Canada they promote their own artists in there. They have got this whole... All 12 of them. (laughs) This whole program to promote Canadian bands, which is why we didn't get signed there. (laughs) Going all the way back to that. See how I see how I go all the way back to that? Why do you want to bring up bad memories, Still, We came so close. Still just hits me the wrong way. So close to getting signed, except guy was a Canuck. (laughs) Damn it. Anyway, her first album in 82... I would have moved there. I would have moved there, too. First album in 82 uh, featured some great Canadian rock bands as guests. So you had... What was you know, her? I forgot her name. Linda Evans? Lee Aaron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lee Aaron. Yes. So she had members from bands Moxie and Triumph. She had Rick Emmett oh, was nice. on, on their first album. And that got her invited to the UK to play the Reading Festival, which is one of the big festivals that they have in the UK. And then she got enough attention that she recorded her breakthrough album in 1984. And that album is called Metal Queen. And she has hence been known as Lee Aaron, the Metal Queen. So she did a whole... Christmas card say that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But through the 80s and early 90s, she was kind of a mainstay in the European market, not so much here. So Mm -hmm. Canada, Europe, she did great. Didn't really break through here as much, but people knew of her. She had a video for Metal Queen and, you know, that early heavy metal when everything was breaking through before it became the hair metal fad Mm -hmm. or phase. She was part of that. So 14 full-length albums across her entire career into current day. And she's kind of done everything in the rock genre from metal to rock to pop and even has a jazz album and a Christmas album. So she's been all over the place just to true musician, but she got back to her hard rock roots in 2016 and since has continued to do all the European metal and rock festivals. So she's still going strong. She's at one point she posed in, I think, uh, one of those early 80s rags that probably doesn't exist anymore. It was, I think it was called We. We. Oh, yeah. the Oi. I thought it was Australian. No, it's We. Oh, it's not Oi. No. Oh. She, uh, yeah, she posed. <laughs> the one nude. that was at the Quickie Mart yeah, up there on the yeah, corner. Exactly. Yeah, Yes. So she posed in that and thinks that that may be the reason she didn't get her big break in America, but I don't know. Who knows? 
but anyway, nowadays it would have skyrocketed to start. Yeah, exactly. You know, those are different times. I mean, it didn't work for me, but but I want to play the song that got her all the notice, and I think this album kicks ass. She's got a great voice and just a lot of power. So here's Lee Aaron from her album Metal Queen. Here is the song Metal Queen.
yeah, so while uh, you're playing the song, I wanted to get some, you know, a visual image of who we were talking about and you know, a quick Google she search. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me down a little rabbit hole to YouTube. And so I was watching a music video, but it was a different music video. And bless her heart, it must have been when she was just starting off and didn't have a lot of money because she didn't have a lot of clothes. Yeah, she basically dressed like Conan the Barbarian yeah. or She-Ra. Yeah. <laughs> you know, later on, I'm sure she made some money and buy clothes that could actually fit her. But bless her heart. Yeah, she just must have been chilly because it, yeah, it wasn't wearing a whole lot. <laughs> That song is worked out. so as good. so eighties. Yeah, but the, so it, but the music was good. It wasn't the cheese ball crap that a lot of other bands had. That had you know ten times the money and the backing that she did. The music actually was good. And it's important. So that came out in nineteen eighty four. Unfortunately, that was after the movie Heavy Metal would come out. That song would have been, would perfect, been absolutely perfect for that. Heavy Metal the movie, especially that last story that's yeah. all about the female heroine of the movie. A lot better than Don Felder. <laughs> right. Jeez, what yeah, the they had some weird moves on that soundtrack. <laughs> a lot of coke back then. Right? Yeah. Lot, oh, yeah, that'd be great, man. <laughs> Got the guy from the Eagles. Yeah, he's really heavy ooh, metal. Oh, and that guy from Donald Fagan from Steely Dan. He's oh, yeah, metal. yeah, yeah, the jazz rock guy. Ooh, what, what about <laughs> Grand Funk? Yeah, they're metal. They're like 80 years old already. <laughs> <laughs> but Lee Aaron, man, the only thing about that song, I love this song, but the only thing that's just a weird choice that the producer made was in the chorus, they have this real light strum, mm-hmm. almost not even just of a guitar as she's singing Metal Queen. It's like, ding, ding, ding. Like, wh- why wouldn't you just have a bone-crunching power chord there? It seems like such an easy remix now that they could go back and update that. You know, do... It's the only thing about that song that kind of annoys me, little, but everything yeah. else is great. I, I agree. I agree. I think you could you could turn that way up. Like, just take the same riff, but <laughs> just crank up the yeah. distortion on it. Just, yeah, just crack it. Crack your ribs. They never talked to us. They, they should consult with us. Oh, really it should. was 1984, so they were yeah. competing with, you know, Thriller and whatever else was. Jan Harmer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on. We're going to move into the 20 teens. Ooh, so long ago. This is a group that needs a little more love from us because I featured them in that horrible first solo podcast that I did back at the beach in late 2019. The, the chili episode. The chili episode at the beach. It was horrible. So and this band is, is... No, it was like, it was like this because I it was trying to be very quiet. You I'm shivering. I'm so cold. And I was shivering, yeah. And you occasionally hear, Kevin, shut up! <laughs> I'm your wife. I'm trying to sleep! I'm trying to sleep! You're waking everybody up! <laughs> so anyway, Anyway, I feature this band. They're an American punk rock power trio from New Jersey featuring the uber-talented guitarist singer Marissa Paternoster. This is a band called Screaming Females. And they have seven full-length albums, and they are all amazing. You have a house full of those. (laughs) Jesus. I do, yeah. Bless your heart, man. Talk about a woman scorned. Call your band Screaming Females. Yeah. Now, she's the only female in the group. Okay. But they are a power trio, and I actually saw this band live after I saw them and was introduced to them watching, of all things, Vice News on HBO. (laughs) So Vice (laughs) News is like, uh, yeah, I think before they had their own channel, they were on HBO, and Vice News was like this cut Cutting edge, you know, younger millennial centennials doing the news and trying Not to give it to Dan you. Not your Dan Rather or Walter Cronkite. News. Exactly. So it's you know they take doom and gloom to a different level. So and like the Syrian army <laughs> uh, and kind of like invaded uh, this other country and just like uh, I, you know I will no. say I will say Vice News those 
those young people have some balls because they will just march into, you know, any tyrant's abode and just start asking them the questions that a young person would ask. So it's the jackass of news. Exactly. <laughs> damn, like, damn, 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 how are you not in prison? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they had a segment on this band screaming females for some reason. And they were, it was just like a little, after giving you all the doom and gloom, they gave you something light at the end okay. of the episode. And so Smack it, it was around, like, a, it's like a five minute. Patch on the head. Yeah, it was like a little five minute segment on screaming females. I fell in love with the band and then I went to see them live at the Masquerade in Atlanta by myself in 2018 and they were really really good live I mean she is just this amazing guitarist has this interesting voice I'm, I'm gonna Let's, we'll see we'll see what you say don't we'll see what you say much. I think her voice is yeah. very interesting it's very okay. different and uh, Spin Magazine in 2012 for whatever this is worth mm-hmm. they named her the 77th greatest guitarist of all time I mean there's a lot of guitarists out there that's pretty I'm, I want to see that list that's yeah let's see what I don't know pull it up how many we're... guitar players are there in the world today uh, you know, at least 40. 40? She's 77. She's seven, yeah. No, no. Oh, yeah. She got robbed. She's, yeah. Well, just listen. You, okay. you tell me what you think. She's got like this really cool, overdriven, but kind of simple, fuzzy sound that just, it just drips, man. It's I, cool. I wonder if we made the top million. I don't think so. We're not even Probably in the not. top million. Probably not. <laughs> they're due for a, a new album really soon, so hopefully they're going to come by Atlanta at some point. I saw their tour schedule for this winter, and they're going to North Carolina. Uh, we're going to shows this year, all right? We are. Uh, but they're not, not coming to us, unfortunately. They're playing, I think they're playing Tennessee and they're playing North Carolina and nothing in Georgia. They need to stop by at the same time as so. Rockin' Pod. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, that they could play cool. Nashville. We'll, All right, so we'll make a call. Well, let's let you hear them first and make sure that you oh, yes, like them. Jump on the gun. All right, so here are Screaming Females. This is from their album that came out in 2015 called Rose Mountain. And this is a song called Ripe.
I see what you're saying. She's got the Gwen Stefani warble, but about a half an octave lower. It didn't bother me. It wasn't as pronounced as Gwen does. It's sometimes. unique. It's unique though. Yeah, I can only take some. I mean, I, I, I would you know love to have dinner with Gwen Stefani if you know the world was very weird and strange that would happen. But I can't take listening to her that much. Like it just because the vibrato. A, yeah, the it gets a little much yeah. after the first two or three songs. But this version of it was like it's a little bit lower. wasn't as pronounced. That was some serious fuzz right. going on that guitar there. Yeah. Was the bass fuzzy too, or is it? I couldn't tell because uh, the, the guitar was so fuzzy. I couldn't. Yeah, the bass wasn't nearly as fuzzy. I will say that that bass player yeah. is awesome. I mean, they're power trio, so you got to fill in the right. gaps with the, the two guitars that are playing. And he plays a Rickenbacker just like mine. Mm. And I met him at Masquerade. I, I bought like I think I bought four albums at one time. And he was sitting <laughs> at the merch booth, and I was like, "Dude, I love." I'll your take bass that player. one, that one, that one. Yeah, I was like, one. "I'll take all all four of those. I I'll, already have that other one." Here you go. I'm paying for your hotel rooms tonight. <laughs> he was like, "Really? This is before the show even started." <laughs> Because I basically went in there and I'm like, okay, they have albums. And I bought four of them, talked to him for a minute, and mm. I went back to my car, put the albums in the car, came back. <laughs> and you're not going to do that anymore because that's how you get stuff stolen. <clears throat> that's true. It was in the trunk, though. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, so fantastic bass player as well. And I love his tone. He plays a wreck, just... You know, I love that sound. So she, you know, there are other songs where she just goes off and they mm-hmm. kind of jam and she's got that real fuzzy, almost Tony Iommi kind of sound. I mean, you could hear a little Sabbath in that. Yeah. But they're a punk band. So it's like, I don't know. I, I love how they mix all these different things. I'd love to talk to her to know exactly what she's into, what type of music, because it's a weird mix, mm-hmm. but it, it comes across very unique along with her voice. All right. Hey, moving on. Give her our number. Call in to the show. <laughs> we'll interview on air. All right. Moving on here. We're going to talk about a another American all-girl group from Hollywood, California. And you know how I love my pseudonyms. I love bands that put their own names together. And this band happens to feature Bianca Butthole <laughs> on bass and vocals, Sharon Needles on rhythm guitar and vocals, Blair and Bitch on lead guitar, mm-hmm. Judy Mollish on drums, Mia X Rock and Rolla on vocals. Was it Judy? I, I missed the Judy one. Judy Mollish. Is that me? Okay. Well, I, I thought I was, wasn't getting that one. Sorry. It's just a name. Judy Mollish. Somebody tell us if we're missing a joke. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing that one. I'm talking about the band called Betty Blowtorch. You ever heard of this band? Mm Mm-mm. All right, so unfortunately, they only released one album. That's why. And yeah, and they had a lot of uh, a following in Southern California, and they put out an album in 2001. They go out on tour, and when they get to New Orleans, Bianca decides to get in a car with a drunk mm. who's at the show, and she dies in a car accident Jesus. while they're on tour. And so the band breaks up, and you only get the one album. They did release some posthumous stuff that were like demos and things right. like that, but you just get the one album. It's called Are You Man Enough? came out in 2001. It's great they are just a kick-ass band and there's a documentary film called betty blowtorch and her amazing true life adventures which basically follows them from inception until the night and it shows her getting in the car oh god it's documented they were documenting the whole tour and it's it's james, an interesting the, watch the, the james dean right into the sunset yeah pretty much you know it's the sex drugs and rock and roll mm-hmm. and that's how it went out but let's play a little hell on wheels from betty blowtorch
Well, that was one of the more well-known graduates of the Sam Kennison School of the Performing Arts. <laughs> that and, good Lord, like uh, probably a much less annoying Courtney Love. Okay. All right. Yeah, very much in your face. And that was 2001 when that came out. So, you know, it was not really in vogue to be that kind of kick-ass rock band in 2001. As, as we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, We found that out. Yeah, it's, you know, at that time, it's interesting in the documentary because they chronicle sort of that adversity that they face, mm -hmm. especially in playing these clubs where to get acceptance from these guys who are standing there, you know, these older guys with their arms crossed, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, who out. are these girls, you know? Yeah, they look good, but, you know, yeah, they can't play. And then these girls get up and just slay. Just tear your face <laughs> they off. just tear it off. And yeah. they're cursing at you and spitting at you mm -hmm. and going to beat you up. <laughs> she, who, she who must not be pissed off. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, that's the type of stuff that these bands had to deal with and I think some of them are probably still dealing with this. Yeah. I don't think this is totally gone oh, no. in today's no, no, age. No. It's it, 20 years later it's easier. Probably. Yeah. It's it not, probably is easier. And there are easy. more there's more um, of them now. So you don't have as many gatekeepers to get your music out there. Now, it's harder to get the you know big record deals but it's easier to get your music heard by lots of people. So right. you don't have as many of the old ponytail dudes. The old guard. Yeah. Sitting like there going no I can't sell a lot of those records. Yeah. You gotta lose a little weight and, yeah, uh, yeah we're get, a push get a makeover. And we'll, yeah, well, <laughs> well, these these women were beautiful. I mean, mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful. But they were they also just kicked ass. So great band, great documentary. You should watch it just to just to watch it. But it's you know they lived or Bianca lived what she's preaching in her mm -hmm. songs. You know that song was called Hell on Wheels. That's how she That's passed she away. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was all about drinking and, and, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And that's unfortunately how she, how she passed. But moving on, we cannot do one of these episodes without doing a Swedish hard rock girl group, right? Thank you. Yeah. Now, for the first time ever, I'm actually not going to play Thunder Mother. I'm playing a different <laughs> Swedish hard girl band. Thunder Sister. Yes. No, this is the band they came from. No, no. This is a band <laughs> that started in 1998 as a punk band. And then over the course of a couple of years, they morphed into a more straight ahead motorhead type Ooh. of band. But it's an all girl group. They're called Crucified Barbara. And in 2006, they contributed two songs, Killed by Death and Please Don't Touch, to the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, oh. which is a tribute to motorhead. I love so, that. Both of those. Yes. You have to go check that oh, out. That's going to be on my death certificate. <laughs> Cause of Killed death. Killed by death. Death. <laughs> Lemmy was such a poet. He was. Didn't know it. <laughs> so anyway, you, you know what you're going to get with this. Again, great pseudonyms because they knew that you probably couldn't pronounce their Swedish names. So you got Cold Heart on lead guitar. You have Force on rhythm guitar. Evil Eye on bass. Nicky Wicked on drums. Now, unfortunately, the, the band called it quits in 2016, but mm -hmm. they gave us four great albums. And they've gone on to be in some other Swedish groups. You know, there's like every, I think every other person that lives in Sweden is in a hard rock band they just rotate they just yeah, they seasonal just so here's a little crucified barbara from their first album i believe that came out in 2006 is called in distortion we trust and this is the song in distortion we trust love that title Pieces of 
I bet she could make Lemmy a little nervous in the same room. <laughs> that belt out something like that at the end. Like, that's some demon possession right there. I'm fairly certain they supported Motorhead. Did they? On a couple of stages, yeah. I hope so, because that, that was great. That guitar sound, that was good. It was obviously, you know, newer, but it was heavy, and all this, sorry to go off on a radio, we get all the crap on the radio these days, all the new stuff. Mm-hmm. We've talked about how it all sounds the same. It's just an open, no fretted chord, and they're trying to be heavy, and it's just noise. There's no music left to it. That was heavy with music. You could hear chord structure in there. You could hear it change. It actually had dynamics. Dynamics, too. yes. Yeah. All that that Which, you don't get. This came out in 2006 and that was really the time when they were brick walling everything. Yeah, I mean, just all the new metal all the was just... And it's still the same. It's yeah. still They haven't changed it. They haven't caught on. That's not what people want, but they're still throwing it out there like, oh, I guess this is what we're supposed to play. Yeah, and you could tell they were, I'm sure the producer was like, oh, you gotta do a couple of riffs like this. It yeah. still had like a, a slight, mm-hmm. slight tinge to 2006, a yeah. slight, slight tinge of that new metal thing that was going some, on. Some of the runs time. in it. Were, but for the most part, it's just a straight ahead just metal. Just good heavy. Yeah, yeah like just it. heavy. All right. So if I say women in yes. oh, glam sorry. metal, what's the first band you think of? <laughs> Vixen. Uh-huh. That's the first that, <laughs> that's and that's, the first one. And, I was ashamed to say that, but that's what And I that may of. be the only one that most people can think of. Yeah. That yeah. was the one hair band. Because Lena Ford band. was a solo artist when she was. She was yeah, but she's not. A, she's an artist. She's yeah. not a band. And, she, and she'd already been around. But you think about and, like, and, what was a girl band? I mean, there weren't that many. No, I know there was more than Vixen, yeah. but that's all I can think of. There were more, but yeah, that's the one that comes to mind. And Vixen are a great band. They're still around. They're mm-hmm. still playing to this day. And uh, I 
think they, I think most of them are in Nashville, or if, if not, they're kind of based out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. But That's anyway, the, is it amazing that Nashville is the hair hub? It is, it is the hair hub now. Yeah, all the good hair bands are based out of Nashville because they know they can they can still write their types of songs yeah. and sell it to country artists. Exactly, they just put a little twang yeah, on little it. Spin, it's the same crap. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about that, but you're right. It's all yep. it is. So here's a band that is a glam metal band. I mean, pure and simple glam metal band. And in 1988, I was flipping through the old pages of rip magazine and here is yet another ad that just sparked my young mm-hmm. imagination and the album title would just give you uh, an idea is called social intercourse mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm looking at this oh, ad for social intercourse I'm like, ooh, ooh, that's, a, that's a big word i think i know what that means naughty yeah a teen boy looking at this piqued <laughs> my interest and the visual is a, it's a drawing a painting of a buxom young lady mm-hmm. um from behind hugging a skeleton how could you tell she was buxom if it was from well, behind. she had side boobs. Side boobs. Yeah, okay. she had side boob, and you know everything was uh, proportioned uh, yes. crazily, cartoonishly. And, yes, cartoonishly, and she was hugging a skeleton who happened to be wearing like a cowboy hat and had a cigarette in his mouth, and his legs were completely spread, and she's. <laughs> I love this visual. <laughs> this is keep, the visual keep, here. Keep going. So he's standing in a circle, sort of like a pentagram almost, mm-hmm. but you've got this girl hugging him. And uh, yeah. So anyway, it just piqued my interest. I'm like, what is this? Mm. And then one day in probably the early 2000s, I am at a record store just thumbing through some albums, the dollar albums. And I find this album that I had seen in that ad so many years ago. I never heard it back mm. then. And it came out in 1988. And the band is called Smashed Gladys. And they have this super glam metal sound and this amazing throaty singer her name's Sally Cato raspy mm-hmm. vocals and when when I put it on the turntable I was like holy shit why weren't they bigger mm-hmm. because she basically took the whole glam metal approach where it was very sexist and it was all about the chicks and you know just being smooth just, up in you yeah all of that <laughs> and she completely spun it so she's she's the perv in this band and <laughs> her lyrics are from a woman's perspective but it's completely uh-huh. flipped on the genre and I'm like why didn't this sell better. And then the song that I'm going to play you. Well, I mean, Lita Ford went to party last night and I didn't get laid. She, I remember people talking about bit, that. But this goes but further. But how she turned the role yeah. around was like every other guy out there was singing about stuff like that. Yeah. But when she sang it, it was like, oh, let's write a new story about yeah. it. And that's exactly what Sally Cato did in this band. Now, she's the only girl in this group. It's all, all the rest of them are guys. But Oh, and by the way, they changed that on the radio version. Oh, they did? Yeah, absolutely. They edited it out to didn't get a date or something like that. I don't remember that's that. That's how big of a deal it was that <laughs> She couldn't say, but like I said, every other guy out there could talk about all kinds of crap. Yeah, so anyway, yes. Anyway. Turning it back around. Yeah, so she flipped it, and I thought, man, this really should have been bigger. I don't know why. This band only had two albums. In 1985, they had their first album, and then they had this one called Social Intercourse in 1988. And the song I'm going to play you, actually, the background vocals are sung by Ozzy Osbourne. Nice. So they had a little clout. They so had he, something behind He was them. working with Lita. He's working with her. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. And so I'm going to play this song. It's called Cast of Nasties. <laughs> <laughs> So here's some glam metal for you. Unfortunately, Sally passed away last year. I'm not sure if she had COVID or what, but her voice was gold for this genre. So check it out.
So that was Ozzy in the background cast. Um, yeah. Real, yeah, it was subtle. I couldn't tell it was him if you hadn't told me that, but that was still pretty cool. I mean, the music was good. It was straight up glam rock. Dun, 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 oh, dun, yeah. Totally, totally in that wheelhouse. 1988, too. Oh, I mean, right God, there. Peak. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move out of hair metal. We're going to get into some alternative music. Mm. And this is a band that you're probably going to recognize, maybe the name, but you're definitely going to recognize when I tell you about their hit single. But this is a band to me that's just falls firmly in the forgotten category. Mm -hmm. Like they had a big hit, had a number one hit in the UK and the US, and then kind of went away pretty just as quickly as they came in. And the band I'm talking about is Elastica. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they had a naked eye alternative Brit pop hit in 1994 with their single Connection. No, that was not the same. It was a different band. No, it's the Naked Eye. That's mm -mm. no, no. I just heard no. this song like 24 hours ago. And I, yeah. So their song, they remember when I walked into your house tonight yeah. and I, you had on the radio, it was playing Wire. Right. That was the uh, indie rock, like the older indie rock stuff. Which is uh, an 15, early 80s ago. kind of post-punk band, mm -hmm. Wire. They were English band. And Elastica kind of ripped off or they borrowed a Wire riff mm -hmm. for their big hit, Connection, which went like... Dan Dan, that's, dan, yeah, that's dan, what I was dan, trying to think of. Dan, dan, dan. Well, that's a wire. They took that. Oh, oops. That was their big hit. But do you know any other songs? No, that was a one and done. Yeah, I mean, they had some other singles, but they've just been forgotten. And actually, this band kicks ass. They're mm -hmm. really good. They were formed by a few former members of the band Suede, which was a shoegaze band, mm -hmm. which you would probably dig yeah. if you heard some of them stuff. And then they did two albums, and then they just sort of split up. So by 2001, they were done. They released their singles in 93 and 94. Their album finally came out in 95. They had, you know, so a, a good few years mm -hmm. of a little bit of spotlight. I remember seeing them on one of those MTV, it was like Victoria's Secret and MTV put on some kind of fashion show, rock yeah, and fashion you show. Yeah, the band and the models. Would they were one of the style. bands that played it. Yeah. I remember watching them. I was like, damn, they, they're actually pretty good because all I knew was the one song. Mm -hmm. But I've had this album for a long time and I just always thought they were kind of part punk, part new wave, and it made for kind of an edgy dance music, which I just really dug. So I'm going to play some Elastica, even though they did really well. I just feel like they're very forgotten, especially their other songs. Mm -hmm. Here's See That Animal from Elastica's self-titled album, 1995.
short and sweet. Yeah, that was punk rock, sort of dancey. Uh, yeah, alternative, weird alternative punk in, in the middle '90s. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of just hodgepodge of stuff going on at that time. The grunge was kind of wearing thin. Yeah, it was on its way out yeah. when this came in. Yeah, but a lot of Seattle bands were still. You know, hitting it big with STP and all this other stuff. Not from Seattle, by the way. I know. But <laughs> as soon as I said that, I'm like, this, he's going to say something. But I mean, they were hitting it. They were still hitting it big. They were still riding high. And, but then, yeah, all the green days of the world came along and it was just punk after that. Yep, absolutely. And that band, I mean, I don't know. They just, they were in and out. You mm-hmm. know, they, that album was platinum. They had one hit, one single, and that album went platinum. Those were the days that, when that could happen. But that was also like that borderline we talked about, the electronic dance music uh, electronica obviously elastica electronica but all that there were several bands uh, that came on Chemical Brothers had a big hit so yeah, yeah, that, that was a little that, bit later but that yeah. was a little bit later but that, this was borderline where it had a sample it sounded like it might not have been right, might right. have been played live but it sounded like a sample so mm-hmm. it had that vibe to it so it was kind of an early precursor had to an electronic yeah it had an electronic dance kind of yeah. vibe to it yep absolutely okay so last song I'm going to play from you when I say all girl metal band from Slovenia. Who's the first band you think of? Uh, the the Tiger Band, Th- Thunder Mother. <laughs> Slovenia. Oh, Slovenia. That was the other S country. Um, that band, you know, it's that band. We talk about them a lot. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a band from Slovenia? I haven't. I, this was a first for me. Is it Czechoslovenia? <laughs> no, that was, that's Slovakia. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Czech Republic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. It's Slovenia. So they're all I, cold. A lot of cold countries. Well, I over think there. Slovenia, I think it's, uh, it's like Croatia. Oh, it's further south. Yeah. Near so, the Mediterranean. Yeah. Oh, okay. More, Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Bosnia, yeah, everybody Croatia. born over there. You got yeah. born in Siberia. That sucked. But hey, yeah, you're so, closer to the Mediterranean. That's cool. Good for you. I found a band that was formed in 2003 by two sisters, Sasha and Sonia Zug. I'm not even going to try to say no, Zugork. Don't worry about it. No, no. Just yeah, something like that. Abbreviate it. Something like that. Z. Make it up. Sasha and Sonia Z. Z. And they formed this all-girl metal band. And apparently due to the small size of the Slovenian music scene, it was really hard to find other female musicians, but they eventually did. And they had to go and perform in Croatia, and they performed in Russia, and they performed in other countries because mm-hmm. it's hard to be an yeah. all-female metal band from Slovenia. Those countries are like 10 miles away. Yeah, but they, they performed <laughs> (laughs) this huge like battle the bands thing in Bosnia with Mm -hmm. 400 groups that tried to get into this thing and they won fourth place and that's how they I think they got their deal and all that stuff but they put out an album in 2014 well I guess I should back up they put out a full length album in 2013 but they sang it in Slovenian Hmm. and then in 2014 they re-released it in English and so that's I found them on social media and they're called Hellcats okay and the name of the album is Warrior Princess it's very like traditional 80s style metal yeah you know with these like they have a song just called Heavy Metal. Yeah, because the, the title of the song is Heavy Metal. Like, that's you better that's live so up to it. Yeah, if you're going to write a song named yeah. Heavy Metal, yeah. you better live up to and it. And they're called Hellcats, which is a, a great and not name. sound like Don Felder. <laughs> exactly. No, heavy Metal was Sammy Hagar, right? No, Don Felder. Oh, they both had... Yeah, you're they right, both. They both did. Yeah, yeah, you're, that's right, what, you're right about no, that. Heavy, uh, Sammy's... Sammy's was he- Heavy it's, Metal It still well. wasn't metal, but it was called Heavy Metal. <laughs> it was called Heavy Metal. Yeah, anyway. I don't know why we keep getting stuck on the... Because I do that. I, I, that's what I'm here for. Anyway, we're talking about Hellcats. So, anyway, they released this album in 2014. I came across it in social media. They are very active on all the social media. They are still working on their follow-up album, even though it's been a while. But hopefully we'll get something new from the Hellcats. Check these girls out. They kick ass. Here you go. Before my eyes, I 
teach them about the fade out. <laughs> no, it just ended, right? <laughs> Ran out of money. And studio time's done. Uh, that was the most quintessential 80s guitar solo. If you had to do like a, just a real short, brief guitar yeah. solo, I would love to be able to do that. I, I'm not that good, but it just was, I love that. It had like every little bit of 80s squeeze. Into all the nuance. Very, yeah. All the little nuance, the finger tapping in there. It was perfect. I mean, it just, it didn't sound like, hey, I'm trying to, you know, sound kind of like an 80s solo. It was like, no, I'm in the 80s right now playing the solo, but it's not the 80s. I know. If you played that in 1985, it would have just fit like, Yeah, that's great. <laughs> awesome. awesome. It, did you happen to look them up? I mean, they're young girls. Like, no. There's no, they I don't was, know uh, anything about the 80s. I was uh, I was uh, checking my uh, email. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Of course yeah. I looked them up. Yeah. Good Sasha Lord. and Sonia. Yes. Like Very, they, like, uh, they look like cute little pop stars. Well, they look more uh, Swedish than they do Slovenian. They're all what, do, blonde, but... What does that sound? It's a train. Oh. You know, there's a train track? It, it's weird because it's coming through my headphones. Like, that's I'm hearing how loud this, it, Yeah, that's how this close wheel, we are. The, I didn't yeah, know what I that can, was. You can I, look out the window. I and, thought it was feedback. If you if you look out the window, you can see the train. Oh, yes, that you is a train. Right that is a train, yes. I wasn't even looking. It's only been here for uh, Civil War. I've never heard that sound yeah, in my headphones th- that before. That actual train track was where Sherman came down from Marietta with his troops, down that exact same train track that you were wondering what that was. Mm. Yeah, so it's a train. Maybe that was Sherman. Sherman. <laughs> He's coming back. So yeah, that they they were they were nice, very very, very attractive. <clears throat> yes, and just I mean, there's ladies. no way that they're they're young. There's no way they know anything about no, the eighties, but they sound they're, like they're from the eighties. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> eighteen. Awesome. Yeah, they're. They were born post-grunge. Good God. <laughs> I know. Definitely LWA. Yes. Ladies with attitude. Ladies with some attitude there. And that's what we heard all eight of these really songs. Really good. Like I said, there's a lot of... We've played... I had a couple of episodes or maybe one episode about that retro 80s sound mm-hmm. and the, the the guy bands. Some of yep. them were good. Some of them were obvious. Hey, we're trying to sound 80s. And they were just sounding like, I just want to play some kick-ass rock music. Yeah, they sounded like Lee Aaron. Yeah. And that was recorded in 1984. Exactly. Yeah, there's no difference. (laughs) Anyway, that's what I got for you, man. I hope you dug the ladies with attitude today. I did. I I love ladies with attitudes. I do too. I do too. The best kind. I'm all for it. So until next time, later. See you.